This is episode number 23, and today I'll share why sleeping and eating can actually solve arguments. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher, and every day we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical Christian training. Hey guys, so this is the first ever episode on this podcast where we talk about marriage relationships. That's right, we're talking about husband and wife awesomeness. Now, if you are not married or are not engaged, you will still get a lot out of this episode. All right, but just to give you a heads up, this is specifically tailored for married couples. And that is because your spouse can get on your nerves like no one else. And it's funny how when you are just going through your day-to-day interactions with each other, that you can argue about some really stupid things. I mean, I'm talking really, really dumb. Like how the house smells after you cook a certain meal. Or that the toilet paper gets put on backwards. Or that you didn't communicate effectively about when you needed to leave church on Sunday. Not saying that any of these have ever happened to me, but I'm just saying we can argue about some really stupid things. Now sometimes you argue about stuff that's important. Something that is actually tangible and something you need to work through in your relationship. And I want to talk about a verse that has been used in advice to married couples all over the world, and it's been used wrong. And it's actually hurt more couples than it's helped because of that, all right? And so if you've been to any marriage seminar in your life, you've probably heard this verse from Ephesians 4, verse 26. It says, Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And how this verse is used is that when you're in an argument with your spouse, you should resolve the argument or the disagreement before you go to sleep at all costs, meaning 2 a.m. in the morning, still trying to figure it out. You're over on one side of the equation and she's on the complete opposite side. And there seems to be no reconciling of the, <laughs> of the argument. There seems to be no room for common ground. Now, I've heard this used. I've heard this advice being given. And I don't actually know any mature married couples that take this advice. And before we even jump into why that is, let's go ahead and do some good old-fashioned exegesis and read the context of the scripture and read the Old Testament uh, portion of it, all right? So if you read the entire scripture, it says this, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. All right, so a little more detail here. So we're talking about not sinning against each other, right? That's that's important. We don't want to sin against our spouse. And when you're angry, you lose a lot of the self-control and discernment and wisdom that you have when you're not angry. All right, so that makes sense. Now, the first part of that verse that we read, in your anger do not sin, is actually a reference to a psalm. And if you go down to the footnote in your Bible, you'll probably see a reference to Psalm chapter 4, verse 4. And that's what this says. In Psalm 4, 4, it says this, 
Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Now that's a little bit different than make sure you resolve every argument before the sun goes down. That is actually the opposite if you really understand what this psalm is saying, which is saying in in harmony with what Paul was saying in Ephesians about anger and its relationship with sin in our relationships, that we don't want to sin. That's the purpose. We don't want arguments to lead to sinful behavior, right? And that while we need to be purposeful about resolving arguments so we don't become bitter, what Paul is not saying is that you have to resolve every argument before sunset. Otherwise, there would be many a married couple who never sleeps. Because I don't know about you, but my wife and I have had some arguments that go on not just for a couple days, but months. I can't imagine that Paul meant that we don't sleep for months until we resolve that argument. And if you continue reading in that same passage in Ephesians, in verse 27, it says this, and do not give the devil a foothold. So that just kind of further reiterates that again, this is not about trying to solve every argument within a short period of time before you go to sleep. It's about being intentional, about resolving conflict so it doesn't lead us to sin in our relationships. Does that make sense? Now, how does eating and sleeping have anything to do with resolving argument? Well, I'm glad you asked. People are naturally irritable when they're tired or hungry. I know for me personally, when I am hungry, there are a few things more important to me than feeding myself. And this has been an argument, if you could believe it or not, with my wife, that somehow it's not thoughtful to order before her every single time we go out to eat. She's helped me to see the error of my ways. But the reason why people are naturally irritable when they're tired or hungry is because your brain is subconsciously being a passive aggressive with you. It's saying, hey man, you need to stop paying attention to other people and what other people want because you need to take care of yourself. You need to feed yourself. You need to rest. You need to sleep. You need to recover. And so you are not going to function the same way when you are tired or hungry versus when you're well rested and well fed. One of my best friends from my time when I was living in Savannah said that whenever he heard certain things come out of his spouse's mouth, he would always ask them when the last time they ate was. And sometimes it had been a while. And so he would say, time out, we're going to eat food first, and then we're going to pick up this conversation. And lo and behold, it got much better after that. All right. So if you are married and you have thought that in order to be a God-centered husband or wife, that you need to resolve every argument before you go to sleep. That's not actually what Paul is saying. And so really what he's trying to get at is that you want to take the time that you need to properly address what is at the root of your disagreement instead of rushing to declare a winner before you fall asleep. That there's no magic that happens when you get this resolved before you go to sleep. There's there's no magic spiritual awesomeness that happens just because you did it in a certain period of time. All right. Take the time you need to properly address what is at the root of your disagreements and make that the goal. Make that the goal that you're not sinning against each other versus this arbitrary objective. Right. And imagine how much better your marriage is going to be 
when you don't feel like you have to resolve everything immediately. That there are times where you need to take time to yourself to wrestle through what you're thinking and to really grapple with what your emotions are and how you're feeling. And especially if you've felt hurt or betrayed in some way, you really want to work through it because you don't want to just put a bandaid on something that's much deeper. You want to address everything with the level of seriousness that it deserves. And I know for me in my marriage, this has been really helpful to not feel guilty, to not feel like I'm not being spiritual or like Jesus because it's taking me longer to work through something, but to know that all God wants us to do is to really be intentional, to go after it, to not let it sit, but to purposefully pursue resolution. And at the end of those disagreements, no matter how long it took, if it took weeks or months or even years in one case, even though it took a long time, because we were deliberate, we were able to resolve it and it made us stronger. That we don't feel bitter towards each other, but we feel more connected in our marriage than we did before. And when you can properly apply this passage in Ephesians 4 in your marriage, you'll see the same thing happen for you as well. Well, that is it for today. If you like what you heard, subscribe to get daily practical tips just like this one. Leave a review in iTunes to tell me what you think. And head on over to the Facebook group to let me know what you want to hear in future episodes. Did you like this episode on marriage? Let me know. We'll do more just like it. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. I'm Travis Albritton, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.